Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Raspberry Tea Pod Chat, ladies. Um, putting yourself first. It's not right. selfish. It's mm-hmm. actually essential in a really positive way. Go. Claire's just opened her hands as if to say, come on, ladies, join me. Um, that sounded a bit women's institute. <laughs> Pass me the scones, darling. Oh, dear. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just been, we've just been talking about bras offline. Now I'm imagining bums in front of her boobs. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. What's in the, the calendar girls? Calendar girls. Yeah, we, we should do a raspberry tea pod chat calendar. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, putting yourself first. Yes, I kind of thought about this. You know how we just put these suggestions out there and then we just carry on talking about them. That's how it happens. And it was because just lately I have finally started recognising and giving myself permission to spend money on myself, really. Because for many years I was in... Um, baggy sweatshirts and baggy hoodies and leggings Um, in fact probably the first few months that I was coming over to yours Claire for any meetings that we had it was in leggings of some sort or another um, with a hoodie of probably black actually um, and just my trainers and recently I have finally started buying proper big girl clothes again Um, But a huge, huge thing that I have done um, is buy myself some beautiful bedroom furniture. It's cost an awful lot of money. Um, It's heavy. It just is lovely, but it's all matching. And it just makes you feel lovely, even laid in my bed at night, just looking at all this furniture, thinking, do you know what? It was a treat, but I can do it because it makes me Why was it a treat? Because normally I would be, what, maybe not even Ikea, probably Argos. More likely to be Argos. Possibly. Is it a a treat or is it the new normal? Well, actually, it probably is the new normal, to be fair. Because only a few weeks ago did I buy a new laptop as well. Um, I've had this desktop PC that I have used for, I don't know how many years now, six, seven, eight years maybe. Um, And I treated myself to a new laptop. Treated? No, it wasn't a treat, was it? I just stopped myself as I said it then. No, it it was what my business needed. It was what I needed. It was what I wanted. And it's brought me a lot of enjoyment. You see, I come from a family who always bought quality and John Lewis a bit like your mum now Joe John yeah. Lewis was a staple place to buy things from um you know fitted furniture in the house came from the best yeah. company out there um etc etc I remember growing up mum even took me to John Lewis from a haircut um and so I, when I have, I mean, I've not always had the money as a single mum to 
to buy quality, quality for myself. But I don't blink twice. If I have the money and I want, stroke, need something, I will pay for something decent. Mm -hmm. Because I think... I once worked for a company and he got a quote on the back of his business card, the CEO, and I so wish I'd kept it because I've never found it since. And this quote basically said, you should always get three quotes for anything. Never go with the lowest because you'll end up having to rebuy whatever it is you've bought because it won't be up to the job. Yeah. But the difference between the top price and the middle price, there's probably very little difference in quality and outcome. Yeah. So think carefully between those two. And it was a beautiful little quote that fits on the back of a business card. But when I can, I I don't blink at paying whatever I want to pay for something. Mm -hmm. Now, we've moved nearly two years now, but the house was brand new when we moved in. And Paul's really shocked himself because he's never bought brand new furniture. Is either had hand-me-downs or second-hand or whatever. Um, and for Laura's 18, she wanted a new bed. Yeah. So I bought her a new bed from Next. Could I have got it two-thirds as cheap somewhere else? Yes, I could, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been the quality. He, he thought it was an obscene amount of money to spend on a bed. He'd, he'd never spent that much money on one single item of furniture ever and he, he re- constantly says to me I spent more money on this house than I've ever spent in my life <laughs> but actually he's beginning to love it yeah and you know he in his previous marriage he got a family to support um growing children and he had very little for himself and now you know he wanted to create an office at home I have the actual room that's the office. Yeah. So we have a dressing room, but there's the walls free of wardrobes. So he decided he create that to be an office. And I've let him decorate it how he wants. And he's never been able to do that before. And he's got actually a beetle boot. It looks brilliant. A car, an actual boot from a beetle with his own number plate on. He's had his own number plate made up for it as, as he's on his car. Um and it's backlit with LEDs and things on brick wallpaper. And he's got this very, very expensive desk coming. Um, and it just, it's amazing. He's so proud of that space because he spent what he wanted on it. And I, I just think if you can afford to buy quality and spend on yourself, you should. Otherwise, it's a fault. it does get to a false economy. Yeah. And I used to say this to people when I was a lot, lot younger. I would think nothing, you know, back in the 80s of going to Benetton and getting a nice Benetton sweater because I knew it would last me a long, long time rather than going to, oh, God, what were the girls' shops? It was before even Topshop. It was Tammy like... Girl. Tammy Girl and places like that, you know, and they'd go to the market and get a dress or a cardigan and I'd be like, don't, because in two weeks' time you'll be going back to get another one. You know, I'd have endless sweater shop sweaters lined up I'd have paid extra money as it was then just for nice quality things I, so I you're, would go, con- you're now contradicting what you said no I'd, I went through a period in between though so that was when I was sort of up to 18 probably right then between 
I guess it probably started when I was at university. Um, in fact, yeah, it did because they thought I was a sports studies student. I took to hoodies and shorts and leggings and they thought I was a sports studies student. But then I had the figure to wear them then as well. And I actually look quite cool in them. Um, but then I've, I've gone through this whole period then. And maybe it's because I haven't had the money. Psychologically, I've not spent that much. But over the long run, it would have been a false economy anyway. So now I'm finding that, that level again, where I think I'm worth it, where I know that it will make me feel better. I will be in a much better place buying quality things, whatever they are. So I have two questions, and sorry, Claire, because I know we've not we've not heard from you yet, but I, I want so two things, Joe. One, was it because you were unhappy with yourself, you didn't want to spend on you? And two, is it the influence of living with your mum, who always has bought quality things, that is rubbing off on you? I think it's being in a more confident, or oh, it goes back to the universe. It goes back to, well, um, I think it's having more confidence in whatever is coming in my journey. Financially, I don't have to worry about spending money anymore. I went through a period where I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. It was paying off one card with another. It was, you know, many of us have been through it and there will be people still going through it now. Um, but I've got to a point now where I spend some money and say to myself, well, there's plenty more where that came from. You know, it's that abundant mindset. Whereas before I was frightened to death of spending any money and I couldn't justify in my head and my heart spending 800 pounds on a chest of drawers. You know, it, it just wasn't me. I, I couldn't do it. Now I'm in way, way different place. Mum's always been that way. Mum's always you know, for many, many years now, she's always had quality. And it proves the point. Yeah. So Claire, where do you stand on this? Um, well, look at the, the title, if it's putting yourself first. I think in some senses, I've always done that because I've always been quite headstrong and done what I wanted to do, as in not being led by other people and put myself first like that. I think I've always bought the best I could afford this, you, you do pay for quality and quality always lasts longer that's guaranteed but you don't always have the budget to buy the best so for me it's buy what you the best you can afford uh, sometimes that means buying better quality but not necessarily brand new so you can you can do certainly with furniture and things like that um but i think for me that that resonates more in the the personal growth that I did at the back end of last year on actually finally after 43 years learning to love myself yeah so that's not necessarily spending money on myself or doing what I wanted to do it's actually taking care of myself I mean I'm a type 1 diabetic that's that's fortunately recently given me uh, access to get the COVID vaccine uh so that I can protect myself in a different way. You, you really, interestingly, after after eleven months of lockdown, I finally got the letter that said I should have been shielding. <laughs> Until the twenty ninth of March, I'm supposed to shield. Well, no, sorry, you should have sent me that letter eleven months ago. I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing because I've been quite sensible and managed so far. But 
my my diabetes for example has always i've had it since i was 10 years old so 34 years and i've kind of ignored it and took it for granted and it's just been no it's part of my life i'm not part of that and i think it was that changing mindset and thought on that that's actually better for me personally and healthfully my blood sugar levels the best it's ever been which is going to help my health on the longer term there's going to be less side effects i've already noticed an improvement in neuropathy i get like numbness in my feet that's that's improved rather than got worse so i think there's there's different ways of putting yourself first and i think for me it's been predominantly health wise but it's been all a part of that journey of, of actually accepting or learning to love yourself because when, when you say i love myself what is that because i think it means something different to different people so putting yourself first i think can mean different things in different ways it can it's it's so multifaceted i remember i think i've said on on previous podcasts i decided you know laura's laura's dad my ex-husband left when laura was 10 days old and i decided that i was putting her first and particularly after i'd left employment and become self-employed things got because I was on a manager's salary at the university and I suddenly had little income coming in but I'd still got the house and the mortgage etc etc I remember I'd been to see a company about some um, freelance work and it all sounded really useful and he'd said you know what do you want how much work do you want blah 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 and I thought it was all going really well little did I know they didn't actually have any work it was all a ruse he got no income coming in either but I went for coffee with him one day and he said to me it was just before Christmas and it was snowing and I remember sitting there and he said to me what does Claire want and I said a couple of days maximum a week is all I could manage for you. And you went, no, what does Claire want? Forget work. We're, we're in a coffee shop. What does Claire want? And I burst into tears because actually nobody had asked me what I wanted mm. or cared what I wanted for so many years. And it was because I, because Laura at first went to a dad on a weekend, but that stopped at a certain age. And so when people were saying, do you want to come out this weekend? I'd say no. And then people stop asking after so many no's. Yeah, yeah. So I, my world had shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. And I'd sort of lost who I was. And that took a lot of coming back from. So I get the whole needing to put yourself first. Mm. I understand why people don't always do them. And it can be for a million different reasons you know, elderly parents, health, it can be for children, whatever, it, lack of funds, whatever it might be. But it is so important to put yourself first in whatever way you can. Mm. I think, I mean, you're going to be totally in a different place. You'll be absolutely on top of your game if you are feeling 100%. If you have taken care of yourself, if you have eating the right stuff if you've drunk the right stuff if you're not you know thinking about everybody else and running ragged after everybody else um it is easily done you know it does depend what situation you're in I'm very fortunate now because I'm actually living with mum 
So, you know, I'm not having to take two and a half hours to get from one side to Sheffield and then back again and da, 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 where we were living previously. Um, now we are together. I can keep an eye on her. I know exactly how she is, what she's feeling from pretty much any minute of the day. So a lot of that pressure is off. And I've now got the opportunity where I can focus on myself again, I think. And as Claire said, learning to actually like the person that you are, the person that you have become or the person that you are becoming is a massive, massive step in that. And it's giving yourself permission to do these things that you wouldn't have done. So, we, you know, we've said before, I, I don't have children. Um, I had the dogs for a period of time. I don't have the dogs anymore. Um, that was a massive, massive decision to make, to let the dogs go. Um, made sure they've gone to somewhere very, very happy. But that was putting them first over me, because if I'd thought about myself, I would have kept them because I couldn't do without them. I didn't think I could live without them. But I had to put them first. And that's probably the last time that I've really made a difficult decision for somebody else. And since then, it's been a massive shift, but particularly in the last 12, 16 months. Huge, we're, huge. We're always going to have times when we need to put somebody else first, yeah. for whatever reason that is or do something that actually doesn't benefit us and takes a lot from us but we need to do that for whatever reason Reasons. that might be yeah but how you look after yourself during those times isn't it because yeah. you know being able to buy quality things and having that abundance mindset is fabulous absolutely fabulous and you know i wish that nobody had any financial worries in the world because i think financial worries take more toll on somebody emotionally and physically than any other sort of worry out there mm. it's it's horrendous when you're in that situation um and so I understand that but it, it really is I don't know how to put it you've just got to find a way to look after yourself and put yourself first even if that is literally getting in the bath and reading a book for a few minutes yes. Yeah, You know, there are so many parents out there that through this last 12 months, particularly with schools open, schools not open, kids at home, no childcare, not, not being able to have normal, you know, family and friends around them to give them a bit of a boost or whatever, or a bit of relief from the kids. It really has taken a mental health toll on the mental health of mm. the country. Mm. In fact, probably the world, let's be honest. Yeah. And Putting yourself first in whatever way you can do that, even if it is only for 10 minutes a day, is not selfish. And I think that's the most important thing to get over about this whole subject. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, you know, a young mother taking time out to go and sit in the bath, like you say, that has to be the best thing for her to do. It's got to be. You've got to have some escapism. You've got to be able to get away from everything or else you will just be running on empty before you know it. Mm. You know, if you can't look after yourself. You can't look after other people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like yeah. that airplane analogy, isn't it? That you put yeah. your own oxygen mask on first before you help anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. never understood that before I had Laura. <laughs> mm. and, and, and that's probably why I struggle to understand it, actually. Yeah. I still do now. It makes sense, yes. But could I imagine actually doing it? 
I'm not sure I'd do it either in reality. I think I'd probably no. save her before I save me, but you know. But that's where it comes from and that absolutely yeah. hits the nail on the head, doesn't yeah. it? And but you know, and you two were talking about liking yourself. Yeah. When I was practicing as a therapist, there was an exercise I used to go through with people. And I just wonder if it might be useful to any other listeners. And all I all I used to ask my clients to do was list their core values. Mm-hmm. So are you loving? Are you honest? Are you trustworthy? Are you loyal? Yeah, all those sorts of positive attributes about yourself, whatever they might be. Yeah. And then sit and feel them feel really good about yourself while you're thinking about them so you sort of get that warm inner glow Mm -hmm. and then imagine a volume switch and it can be a dial or it can be a slide Mm -hmm. as you're feeling that warm inner glow turn it up oh I've just got shivers (laughs) and whenever whenever you're in a moment where you're not sure of something or you're upset about something or somebody's taken something the wrong way, whatever it might be, just go back to that feeling and use that volume switch. Because if you know that you are a good person, you know that you are worthwhile and that you have would never intentionally hurt somebody, mm-hmm. your energy will be completely different to the outside world. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. See, that is a really, like you say, it's a really simple exercise, but that could make a massive difference to somebody's day, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. I think Huge I, I definitely for, for me, since since I finally realised what it took, the, that shift in my energy, the back end of last year was massive and it's actually attracted what I've always wanted. Yeah, but you were quite unusual when you went through that process, Claire. Because, and it's a Capricorn thing. I know it is. You know, <laughs> you you were very open about feeling wonderful about yourself and knowing that you've got all these personal attributes, and you were quite. You came across as very sure of yourself. Suddenly, you were like, "I know this," and a lot of people can't find that conviction behind it at first mm. it's an inner thing mm. yeah now I know you were talking to me yeah and you probably wouldn't have gone on a zoom call on a network and gone I'm a really good person I feel fantastic <laughs> I love myself no you wouldn't have done that but a lot of people can't actually vocalize that those feelings about themselves to anybody mm. because it feels wrong yeah. yeah, it feels wrong to be positive about yourself. It feels like you're being arrogant. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. You think if you if you if I heard myself now, or I I, I shared it with you because I was like, I've got it. It's finally there. I'm not. It's not just lip service. I'm I actually feel like what I'm saying, and I know you've pushed and prodded and cajoled and encouraged and supported and 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 been a big part of that journey of mine to to help me get to that point like you are with anybody that's in lucky enough to be in your inner circle because that's the kind of person you are so so yes I would share that with you but would I say that elsewhere no I wouldn't I just I just am that and what I've noticed is that I've noticed the the kind of people it's attracting but equally 
very recently, one of my friends has decided they don't want to be my friend anymore. So I think it's also had the effect of, like a magnet, I will attract the people that fit with that and I will repel the people that don't. Mm. And that's difficult, isn't it, when that first happens? Because I remember a time when I lost very two very very good friends mm. looking back now I can see they were very unhappy with their lives and wanted to continue down that very negative route and I changed my life drastically and one of them actually said to somebody that we both know she left me behind she's she's changed her life and she's happy and I'm still where I was but they didn't want to change because they had exactly the same opportunities as me yeah I and, think and it's... they chose to stay yeah and and so that does happen but I think lots of people will find it difficult to even say in a, in a room where there's only them that I am a good person mm. I am lovable I am I'm loving I'm do you know what I mean yeah. people find it very difficult to vocalize so even if you're saying it internally imagine the feeling for me is gold. It's a gold colour. I don't mm. know why it's gold. It's just a gold colour. When I need to draw on that feeling, it's, it's like a gold heat light within me somehow. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then you use the volume switch. And I think it's just a really useful exercise for people to try if they, if they haven't got somebody to say it to. Because when you used to say it to me, I just used to smile. And inside, I was just laughing and going, this girl's got it. (laughs) You know, and, you know, Carl's a Capricorn and and he's very, very sure of himself in in those sorts of ways as well. And so that's what made me smile even more because I was seeing the the sort of... um, We have lots of conversations when I sit here nodding when you were telling me things that Carl does and says things and I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) I think, I think, you know, if you're not somebody, if you're listening and you're not somebody who's got who got somebody you can say it to, or you don't feel you can vocalise the good about yourself, because as British people particularly, we're not good at mm. complimenting ourselves or taking compliments from others. Do that exercise regularly until Sam, it, Sam it does it in the mirror. Naturally. Sam does right? it in the mirror. Sam does it in the mirror. She talks to herself. She, she she yeah. is very assured about her feelings of herself and very body confident and she she's not shy at all in saying what she thinks about herself but she I've, I've never she quite got the mirror thing I've got to be honest I know it's a technique and it, and it works brilliantly for some people it, did, it didn't work for me to be fair I, tr- no. I tried it and it, it, it just didn't do anything for me it was I, I had to I had to believe it I think where for me but when I, when I got it, I said, I think the words I said to you was, my energy's not just high, I feel like a star. I feel like I'm actually exploding out. And have you kept that since you first started feeling that way? Since that big mammoth shift? Yeah, because it's just there now. My, my energy's generally always up. But there's been a few fleeting moments and they're generally to do with money. But whereas previously I would have melted I've gone no it's going to be fine so in those moments that's literally it you just tell yourself that's going to be yeah, fine or do you do anything to swap it's, it's going to be fine it's always worked out in the past it's going to be fine I've always been all right stop worrying about it and and the worry's gone 
and then it's right what can I do to make sure it happens and thankfully I've been able to do it I've believed in my own ability to actually do that it's like that the a phrase that I use quite a lot at the minute is you can make money you can't get time back mm-hmm. there's always more money there's always more money you can always make money you cannot get time back so where I choose to spend my time I am investing quite a lot of time in me at the moment with the exercise work I'm doing or the time to eat meals or after this call I'm going for an hour's walk I've got an absolute shed load of work to do but I'm going for an hour's walk because I need to do that for me and I think it's those things I'm I'm actually now taking time for me rather than carrying on and and doing what I need to do anyway because I'll get it done I always and that's the other thing it doesn't have to cost does it no so this self-care that's exactly what we're saying it doesn't have to cost anything just sit and read a book listen to some music just sit with your eyes closed for 10 minutes and just one of the favorite things I ever heard on a undercover boss program which I used to be obsessed with um, it was an American version and they were interviewing this woman who I think she worked at some fast food outlet and she'd had a really hard time, really, really hard life. And they said to her, what gets you through? And she said, my mum always told me that the universe would never throw anything at me I wasn't strong enough to deal with. Yeah. And you've heard me say that before. Yeah. yeah. If you take that to the next level, just in case this helps anybody again, and you go to that spirituality level, if it is correct, and I, I personally believe it, but everybody's, you know, got their own beliefs, that as a spirit, we plan this trip to Earth as a human being, and we plan what we have to go through to learn what we need to experience, and the learning will be negative, we'll need to learn negative things as well as positive. Mm-hmm then the universe won't ever throw anything at you that you can't deal with because you've made those choices before mm. you were here. I mean, I, I think it's such a random way of looking at things. I would definitely have chosen my mum. I wouldn't have chosen this body. That's what I mean. That, you know, you'd look at it and you'd think, logically, I wouldn't have done, but obviously I have. And that, that's what I mean. It's, it's really weird to, to consider that and contemplate it. And when people have been through some really, really tough things, you know, my best friend, Alison, with a brain tumour. Well, why would she have chosen that? Because she needed to experience illness. But then her sister had the same brain tumour and didn't get through. So Alison obviously had to go through it first to know how to get through it to help Hazel when she then got hers. That's the only but, way you know, I can look again, at it. Again, in spirituality, because everybody's souls are linked, those, you have a contract with those people. So they come back with you to help you through something, help you learn something. And then when you've learned that bit from them, they disappear and, you know, wait for you elsewhere. So, you know, it, I'm not saying this... To try and force my opinions on anybody else or my beliefs on anybody else, but if it helps anybody through a tough time, yeah, it's worth saying it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Claire Taylor, you have been through some pretty damn difficult times over the last few months. 
what have you done either internally or spoken to yourself or spoken to your spirit or whoever to get you through and help you through it? So when Auntie Mary was poorly, I was talking to Uncle Eddie all the time. Yeah. All the time. Now, I've only ever been to see a medium once and it was a little cafe where I lived and, it, you know, they had two mediums for the night and there were 20 or 30 of us in the room type of thing. And one of the mediums brought Uncle Eddie through and he said, do you feel like, and my hair was much shorter, he said, do you feel like something's tickling your neck when you're sitting on the sofa? Mm. And I said, sometimes, yeah, and he said, that's him, he's trying to let you know he's there. So I was constantly talking to Uncle Eddie about Auntie Mary and saying, please let me know you're listening. Mm. Just, just let me know somehow. So I had lots of conversations about that. And I, and I talked to my mum a lot as well at that point, because, you know, I was like, mom, if Uncle Eddie's not, if I'm not connecting with him, can you connect with him type of thing? Yeah. Um, so that got me through a lot. Um, bizarrely, when I went to see Auntie Mary after she'd passed in the funeral home, um, she was at one side of the room and there was a sofa at the other side of the room. Now, she'd had COVID in hospital and wanted to sort of put a little bit, I stood with her for a little while looking, mm. but then I, I wanted to put a little bit of distance between us just to be completely safe. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to keep my mask on in that room. It felt very disrespectful somehow. Yeah. So I went and sat on the sofa at the other side of the room a little bit away from her. And I was sat there and I was chatting to her and I could literally hear, hear her answers. Oh. Literally hear her answers in my head. Her voice, crystal clear, the way she phrased things, everything. She was answering me. Mm. And so I guess I get comfort from some quite different sources to many people um, because I, be, I, I know that they can hear me. And, and that's quite important as well, I think, isn't it? So you say that you don't want to push your beliefs onto other people. Some people, I, I don't know yet whether I have connected with spirit. I, I really don't know. I can't. There is nothing definitive that I can say that something has happened. But they'll only connect if you ask them to connect. They're yeah, not I know. And, and so I've kind of got it in my head that I want to. But I haven't yet. Does that make sense? And yeah. there will be a yeah, lot of people yeah. sort of in that middle ground as well. I'm not afraid to. I just haven't done it. So is it because I feel that I haven't needed them? Or is it because I don't know? I know we've gone slightly off topic again, but it, it is quite interesting, this. I, I, I don't know, Joe. It's, it's one of those subjects, isn't it, that if you've never needed the comfort or needed to explain something to somebody who's passed so when my mum was very ill she she had the hospital bed in the living room sorry in a bedroom and they had a huge picture window in the bedroom and it and I used to get Laura to go Laura wasn't comfortable because my mum really couldn't talk yeah I could say yes and no but you couldn't have a conversation and Laura was only very young so I used to get her to go and play in the garden so mum could see her playing because mm -hmm. obviously that brought mum a lot of joy but part of the time we were there I sat in the living room with my dad because 
he didn't get a break. He was mum's carer 24-7. Yeah. And I wanted him to have a bit of conversation that wasn't about mum. Yeah. But after a couple of years after she passed, I felt really guilty about that. I felt really guilty about not spending all my time with time. her. Yeah. And I used to talk to her about it. And I used to say, I really hope you understand why I made those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that same, the same night at the cafe, the other medium brought mum through. And she answered all the questions that I'd been asking. Nobody knew I'd been talking to my mum. Nobody knew I'd had those feelings of guilt. I'd not expressed any of it to anybody. And yet she gave me all my mum's answers. So you're in a really comfortable place, aren't you? So sort of coming back round to the putting yourself first and really understanding what's happening to people, you're in quite a comfortable place in that sense that you... To me, you've always come across as really confident anyway in knowing your self-worth and you take care of yourself in the way that you need to take care of yourself. You're happy doing that. Um, Claire, you're certainly on a, still on an upward journey, I would say, though, aren't you? you you've had, Claire Froggart, you've had a big shift, but you're still on that journey, I think. Is it safe to say that everybody will always be on a an upward journey think, with it it's not going to happen then that's it is it i think i think every journey is progressive in, mm-hmm. in one in one space you, you're going to go one way direction sorry um you're going to go one way or another i think my life will be different and it's it's becoming apparent i think the key's been actually learning to love myself the penny's dropped yeah and the yeah. what and the how when I'm making differences to that. And like I say, I firmly believe that that's what's attracted Sam. She came to me, she found me, she chased me. And if you looked at my list to the universe that says her at the top, Sam's that list. Yeah. So the universe has brought me what I want once I was ready to receive it. So all so, the years when but, I've been wanting a relationship and wanting that sort of thing, I've not been ready for it. But the thing, I think the thing is that that, it's never it never stands still because life doesn't stand still that's, on the journey. No, yeah, no. that's kind of what I was trying to yeah. get to. And that. so whilst you know I'm perfectly happy in every way with my life at the moment, there might be a time when I go, do you know what? I want to be a couple of dress sizes smaller. Mm-hmm. That might suddenly become important to me for some reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think things can change and and we shouldn't ever stand still in our own development or our or our own pursuit of our own happiness as well as those around us I think once you get yourself on starting that journey you will not want to stand still though will you I think once you get over that tipping point almost of I am worth this and I will continue to do it because you're so much happier. Life is so much easier. Life is so much more comfortable and enjoyable that you're not going to want to stand still then, are you? Because you're certainly not going to want to go back. No, I think the key to it all is knowing that you are a good person mm-hmm. and believing in your good qualities. We've all got 
little things in our personalities that self-harm whether okay. that's drink whether that's chocolate <laughs> excuse me whether that's not doing enough exercise whether it's watching too much tele whatever it might be we all do something that if you were living the perfect life in terms yeah. of looking after yourself physically and mentally would be self-harm in a sense yeah. if you get my meaning yeah um you've got to be kind to yourself and if if so what so what as, when I was practicing therapist that's all I used to say to my clients when you find yourself doing something that you think you shouldn't be does it matter so mm. what it's if you know that you're a good person and you honestly know that and believe that and can feel it and you find yourself having too much cake or not going for that run on that day that you want to go for that run or whatever it might be and you're all so what it's yeah. one day it's one instance yeah and so don't me, beat yourself the up then yeah carry on loving key. yourself yeah 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 so you're saying you think claire's still on a journey which says to me that you are talking about yourself there yeah massively massively so massively so so what's um, next for you? Who knows? I'm. Uh, there's, there's, like you say, you you will all have a an element of the self sabotage, self harm thing. There's always going to be that there, isn't there? But I'm certainly nowhere like the position that I was in. You know, I'd get so far with everything, and it'd be like, oh, can't possibly succeed at this. Can't possibly succeed at this. So do something so that it can't happen, and then you can't fail or succeed. Now I'm putting stuff out there, whatever it may be, and whatever is coming back to me, I am dealing with it. And I'm in a different place completely. I'm smiling, I'm laughing. You know, there's, there's, there's days when I, yes, don't get me wrong, I'm in a very fortunate position, um, but we work hard, don't we, for goodness sake? We work very hard to get to what we've got to and to, to keep going. Um, but there are mornings that I just lay in bed and I just cannot help but smile and get that warm feeling inside you where you just think, you know what, this is what we've done this for. Yeah. And this is why grateful. we've gone through everything because it's just where I want to be and it's where I'm meant to be right now. Being, being grateful for whatever you've got even if you know if anybody's listening that's having a tough time that's not got much money that's, that's you know whatever your circumstances are there are always things to be grateful for you know we can turn a switch and have a light mm. we can turn on a tap and have clean drinking water there are countries that don't have that mm. There are always things to be grateful for, no matter what situation you're in. And if you can be grateful for those things that you've got, you will get more. Because being grateful is positive energy. And as we've done on a previous pod chat, you only need to feel positive 51% of the time to turn your life around. Yeah, that was a while ago that we spoke about that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, it's, you know, being grateful for things does that, but also feeling comfortable Good. and happy about who you are yeah it's exactly the same thing yeah and, and I I'm like you I often lay in bed and just go 
wow, I love my house. Mm. I've got a lovely car. Yeah, I want a new one. But, you know, <laughs> I have got a lovely, lovely car. It, I couldn't want much more than I've got. No. Do you know what I mean? And I think when you feel like that and you know you're a good person as well, things all turn around. And things have been a lot worse for all of us. As we've said, we've all gone through those times, you know, and, and look where we are now. We are very happy, very fortunate, warm, fuzzy feelings all around. Anybody can turn the life around. Yeah. It's literally how you think. Yeah. Just what you think creates your feelings and that creates your energy. And on so, that note, is it time for a brew? Time for a brew. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.